0: Episode number 225 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to get people emotionally equipped. I created two powerful tools that are a totally new approach to mindfulness. I'm the author of two award winning books Getting Unstuck Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well Being and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on my tools, which guide you to feel calm, in control, and empowered in your life and in your relationships. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So if you've been listening to my podcast for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that I am on vacation visiting my parents in New Jersey, and it's going great, better than any trip we've taken thus far. And it's great because I am using my tools. And when I say I'm using my tools, I mean the unstuck method and the clear way. These tools are really supporting me in having Just an awesome vacation. And it's not to say that I'm not getting triggered because sometimes I am, but it is to say that I am equipped to be able to cope effectively with those challenging situations. And with that, I have another story for you. So, this happened last week on a Saturday morning. I had already done my yoga practice in my bedroom upstairs, and I came downstairs to find my dad and my two boys on the porch having breakfast. I sat down for a few minutes just to be with them. My dad told me that my mom was out doing some errands and that she'd be home in a few minutes. So a few minutes later, I got up and I walked back into the house. And at the same time, my mom was walking into the house from her errands. She had some bags in her hands and she dropped them on the kitchen floor just a few feet from where I was standing. And I greeted her. I said, good morning. And she responded back. Good morning, Shira, we do the sheets in the house on Sunday, so I'll need your sheets. Now, I paused for a moment just to paint a picture of what literally happened, because between confusion as to what my mom was saying and why she was saying this to me first thing in the morning on a Saturday, I had to pause just to collect my brain cells together and register what she was talking about. It took me a few more seconds, and then it dawned on me, she was talking about the bedsheets. She was referring to the fact that she washes her bedsheets on Sundays, and she was asking me to bring mine down and my boys' sheets down so that she can wash our bedsheets. And once I understood that, the next thing that came to my mind was, she doesn't need to do my laundry In fact, she's not doing my laundry while we're visiting for the month. My kids and I are doing our own laundry. And my parents graciously gave us permission to use the laundry machine as much as we needed. And as far as I know, there haven't been any problems. So I responded, oh, thanks. That's okay. I can take responsibility for doing our sheets. But my mom didn't like that response. She said, no, we do the sheets in this house once a week on Sundays. So I need your sheets. And I'm like still not getting it because I'm thinking to myself, if she wants to do her sheets today, which was Saturday anyway, but we'll put that aside. If she wants to do her sheets today, great. Why is she concerned about when I do my sheets and my kids' sheets? So I just repeated what I already said, just to reiterate that she doesn't need to worry about our sheets. But again, she wasn't having it. She was like, I will not have anyone live in this house and go a week without having their sheets changed. Please bring down the sheets. And I got stuck. Remember, getting stuck is about recognizing that while it's so easy to blame somebody else for how you're feeling, it's about taking full responsibility for your own thoughts and your own feelings and your own actions. And I was stuck on disappointment. And before I tell you how I got unstuck, I just want to say this part of the process, the awareness part is so crucial, because the reason most people stay stuck is because they are unaware that they're even stuck in the first place. They don't have the consciousness to realize that the only reason they're stuck is because of the thinking they're placing on top of the facts to the story. Like the facts themselves don't create stuck spots. It's the thinking that we place on top of the facts that do. Okay, so I needed to take a stop. So S, while I could have fought my mom and tried to rationalize with her, I removed myself from the situation. Doing that is sometimes one of the best stops you can take. Just leave the situation if you can, and if you can't, Just tell the person or the people that are there that you need to use the bathroom. And as I was going upstairs, my mom said, you don't need to do it now, I just need to have the sheets by tomorrow morning. But I continued upstairs anyway, and as I started to frenetically rip off the sheets of the beds, this was part of my T-step, the tell step. The truth is I had so many emotions running through me, right, disappointment, but also frustration and anger, annoyance, resentment, confusion. And I just gave myself permission to feel all of them. I definitely let out some grunts and some other sounds for sure. You. Once all the sheets were off, I decided to uncover my thoughts before going downstairs. This is what I uncovered. I believe my mom doesn't like the way I turned out. I believe my mom is disappointed in my choices in my life. I believe my mom wishes I would do everything the way she taught me. I believe my mom wishes I would be a carbon copy of her. I believe it really makes my mom uncomfortable when I do anything that is different from the way she does things. I believe my mom is judging me. I believe my mom shouldn't be treating me like a child. I believe my mom should treat me with respect, both as a human being and as a guest in her house, just like I am doing my absolute best to respect her, by following the rules and guidelines I received when we came on this visit. So after you do the kind of, quote unquote, easy work of uncovering your thoughts, which of course is not always easy because sometimes our thoughts are so unconscious, we have a hard time uncovering them. But after we do that, we need to then do the hard part, which is to investigate into those thoughts, which is really hard because we're so attached to our beliefs that we often believe everything that we think is true, even though the opposite is usually more true. Almost every thought that comes to our mind isn't even a truth like with the capital T, rather their opinions or their judgments of circumstances or of facts. And so when I look back at my thoughts, I can't know for sure that any of my thoughts are 100% true. While there may be some truth to them, I can't know for sure that they're 100% true, and actually holding on to those thoughts are not serving me at all. And so knowing that none of my thoughts were even true, I go to the consideration step. So one of the easiest ways to look for considerations is actually to flip around your thoughts. So you can flip the words like me to you or you to me, or you can flip something positive to negative or negative to positive, And oftentimes, when you do a flip of your original thoughts, you can find a deeper truth in the new thought. So let me give you an example. I believe my mom doesn't like the way I turned out can be flipped to, I believe my mom loves the way I turned out. And I actually believe that's true. I believe my mom is disappointed in my choices in my life. And the flip would be, I believe my mom is not disappointed in my choices. And I actually believe that's true, too. I believe my mom wishes I would do everything the way she taught me. I don't believe that. I believe my mom wishes I would be a carbon copy of her. I don't believe that either. I believe it really makes my mom uncomfortable when I do anything that's different from the way she does things. And I do kind of believe that, and that's okay. I believe my mom is judging me. I do believe that, but I also think it's okay Because the truth is, that's what the human mind does. That's the role. That's the job, actually, of the mind. It judges. It receives stimuli from the outside, and it judges it as good or bad. It's the way that it protects us. If the mind didn't do that, we would not survive. So yes, I do believe my mom judges me, but you know what? I also believe that I judge my mom, if I'm being honest, and that's normal. The question is, Is that judgment serving us? And I'll get into that in a moment. I believe my mom shouldn't be treating me like a kid. Yeah, I kind of want to believe that's true. But at the same time, I know what's even more true is that my mom should be doing whatever she wants to do. And I'm not responsible for who my mom chooses to be and what she thinks and how she feels. That's her responsibility. I believe my mom should treat me with respect, both as a human being and as a guest in her house, just like I'm doing my absolute best to respect her. Again, while I would wish for that, it's not my choice. How my mom chooses to be in the world is her choice. And so I'd like to go back for a moment to talk about this very important topic of judgment. I have a friend whose name is Netta Cohen, I consider Netta a very wise woman, and in fact, I dedicated my second book, The Clear Way, to her. Netta has a really important teaching that I'd like to share with you now. She, of course, gave me permission to share this on this episode. This is what Netta says, not word for word, but it's pretty close to it. Often when we're feeling stuck, we may not realize it, but we may be unconsciously judging something or someone. The root cause of almost all emotional suffering is judgment. If you can consciously uncover any judgment that you may be holding on to, then you can come to an actual choice point to do something else besides judging something or as judging someone as wrong or bad. So for example, while it may be true that I was feeling judged by my mom, I was also suffering, right? I was feeling stuck. And the only reason I was feeling stuck was because I was judging my mom. Isn't that funny? Like, pretty ironic, right? Like, I'm thinking the whole source of the problem here is that my mom was judging me, but the truth of the matter is, I was judging her, which is why I was feeling stuck. Did you follow that? And so what Netta suggests is that if you can uncover any judgments, then you can try to turn your judgments into appreciation and praise instead. She says that judgment is like a poison. And when we look at the relationships and experiences in our life that feel the worst, they're like a poison. So if you're able to uncover any judgments that you're attached to, you can see if you can consciously choose to pause and appreciate something in that person or in that situation instead. And if you can find something to appreciate, you may even be able to take advantage of the opportunity For the practical application of appreciation, which is praise, which happens to be the antidote of judgment. And so I'm creating this podcast episode a week after the fact. I'm going to tell you what I did consider in that moment, which was to accept my mom for who she is and for who she is not, which I did. And with that, I went downstairs and I brought the sheets to the laundry room. And when I saw my mom, I smiled and I gave her a hug and I told her that I love her In fact, this may have been the first time I told her I loved her on this vacation. And I have to tell you, I am proud of myself because it's just about this time of our annual trip that our trips tend to go sour. In fact, it's this kind of incident that would have ruined the rest of our trip. I would have been so mad and so resentful and so bitter at being treated like a little kid and feeling judged and disrespected that I would have just wanted to go back home at that moment. But, my friends, witness what prevailed. I gave my mom a hug and I told her I love her because I committed to being accepting. And then, Kay, I held myself in kindness for having gotten stuck in the first place. But this week, my friends, I have a little bit more for you because a week has passed and I'm now creating this episode. While we're on a family getaway for four days, and it happens to be my mom's birthday, she is celebrating 73 years. And I want to take a moment and really internalize Netta's words and take a moment and turn my judgment into appreciation and praise and hopefully give my mom the best birthday gift I can ever give her. You know, during COVID, my mom took on a project of organizing all the family photos she collected over the years. She arranged five albums for each of her children so that each album only has that child's memories in it. So in other words, I now have five thick albums of basically my whole life. (laughs) My mom mentioned that she took on this project, but I didn't think twice about it when she said it. And then last week after the laundry incident and I went back upstairs again, I took down one of the albums and that's when the tears started to flood because the albums brought back so many memories that I've just forgotten over the years. And so I want to begin by praising my mom for doing that hard work because I know it's something I wouldn't have done. And now it's all done, and it's all organized, and I don't have to lift the finger to create those albums, and it's a gift that I will cherish forever. And I want to praise my mom for my life, really, for being the kind of mom who made her kids the center of her life. And while there are certainly pros and cons to that, and I'm saying that now as a mom, I certainly benefited from it. My mom drove me to all of my dance and sport classes and to all the birthday parties and the bar mitzvahs. And she knitted my clothing and she made three meals a day for me. And she taught me how important it is to be organized and neat and tidy, even though I'm still sometimes learning that lesson. And she was kind to all of my friends, who ever came to visit And she always showed an interest in my friends and she attended my graduations and my award ceremonies and anything related to anything. She was there. And she taught me the importance of writing thank you notes. And she organizes these family annual summer vacations. And you know what she does on these vacations? She heads down to the pool, for example, like an hour before the pool is even open so she can grab the best chairs so that we can have shade for the day. And she heads to the evening show also like a half an hour before so we can have front row seats, which is mainly for the kids. And even now, as I'm visiting her with my three children, she's illustrating to me how to love your partner and how to have his back and how to praise and appreciate him. And there's so much more. I mean, really, there's just so much. She's always thinking about everyone. She really is. And I know I've been judgmental towards her in the past. And I know it's my judgment, which has created a big space between us. And while it's taken me a long time to learn that lesson, I'm really ready now to drop the judgments. I am committed to dropping the judgments and instead just loving my mom and appreciating her and praising her. And with that, mom, I hope you had an amazing 73rd birthday with the family. And I hope you continue to enjoy your celebrations this month. And in case it wasn't already clear, I love you from the depths of my heart. Okay, my dear listeners, relationships are not easy. They are simply not. But when you can practice at the minimum accepting those people in your life for who they are and for who they are not, things can powerfully shift. But yes, it's going to mean letting go of expectations and letting go of what you believe is quote unquote right and letting others live their lives as they wish and accepting them radically for who they are and for who they are not. And so I invite you to take a moment now and ask yourself, where in your life can you practice accepting someone in your life today? And I mean, really accept them for who they are and for who they are not and doing that not necessarily for their sake, but for your sake, for you to become a more accepting person, especially with the people who are closest to you. Take a moment and reflect on that now and see what you come up with. If it's possible, I would even challenge you to go to the next step and see if you can appreciate and even praise that person today. I know it might be challenging, but I also know it's worth the challenge. If you do this, I would love to hear from you. Okay, my dear friends, in case you don't know, the doors to the emotionally equipped journey are now open. This is my six-week course where you do a deep dive to learn my tools with me and really start to apply these tools directly to your life so that you can start seeing the changes you want to see in your life. We begin in September and I cannot wait to start this journey with you please email me via my website or send me a direct message on Facebook or Instagram or email so I can enroll you and save your spot. It's going to be awesome and I would love for you to be a part of it. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you have to check out The Emotionally Equipped Journey, my six-week course where you study my tools in depth with me so that you can start creating real changes in your life. This course is totally different than reading my books or listening to my podcast as they offer you the opportunity to start applying the tools to actual stuck spots in your own life. And this is where the real change begins. And what's best is when you complete the six-week course, you are invited to join my inner circle where you receive weekly support, motivation, and inspiration with making these tools a lifelong mindfulness practice. Head over to my website, shiragora.com for more information. I look forward to starting this journey with you.